Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, here we go. It is a Tuesday, and we are ready to roll live in Los Angeles. It's the herd wherever you may be and however you may be watching or listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. Loaded show, herd hierarchy in one hour. Nick Wright stops by in one hour. You know, we've had the last two Mondays, we've had a total of uh, eight quarterbacks play. All have been seemingly rusty. Quarterbacks are creatures of habit. You get them off their work schedule. Maybe it's a coincidence, but Thursday and Monday nights, everybody feels a little off. I don't love two Monday games. The consumers, I think, do. Uh, but it was it was like the 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 less of the ugly one last yeah, night. I don't know. You sure the consumers do? You sure two stack them? I don't know. And now we go London game coming up this week. So you and I out here got to wake up at what six? 6 a.m. on Sunday. Well, What's... nobody's got any sympathy for us. But... <laughs> Jags, Falcons. Here we go. The story of the game is Joe Burrow, and he's really the story of the Bengals. He was off early. He kind of got it going, sort of got it going, but his calf is the franchise. Cincinnati ownership, suboptimal. Head coach, we don't really know. O-line, still not great. Burrow is the Bengals. Like, Mahomes is great, but Andy Reid will be a Hall of Famer. Razor Sharp GM Brett Veach. Hunt Family Hall of Fame caliber. Steve Spagnola, great veteran defensive coordinator. They made the playoffs three or four years pre-Mahomes. He's the icing, the best icing in the world, but the cake was pretty good. The Bengals pre-Burrow were a wreck. Six wins, seven, six, two. And does it feel a little bit like a pullback season? It does. Whereas Mahomes can get the dysfunctional Chargers, Garoppolo's now got a concussion for the Raiders, and Denver's a mess. Ravens, Steelers, Browns, those are real defenses. Cleveland may have the best or second-best defense in the league. Baltimore, when healthy, is dangerous. 
And for the record, Burrow has struggled with all those teams at times, right? So I feel like this is a pullback season. I've criticized Buffalo, right? They can't get their own line run game right. But I don't feel like they're the only element to the Bills. GM, respected. Coach, respected. Ownership, strong. Defense, good. Buffalo's got a lot of elements. They even made the playoffs right before Josh Allen got there. Again, the Bengals were a wreck. They are completely, utterly dependent. They don't have strong ownership. They don't have a legendary front office. They don't take big gambles in the draft. They can't get the O-line right. They've never been big spenders. It's Burrow. Winning IQ, attitude, aptitude. The Bengals hadn't won a playoff game in 31 seasons (laughs) pre-Burrow. So Burrow is very much like Luka Dantich of the Mavs. The minute Luka arrived in Dallas, it's all about keeping him healthy and finding people who can play with him. Luka is the Mavericks. They've got a well-known owner, but you, most people can't, outside of Dallas, or unless they're NBA diehards, can't name three players in the Mavericks. Jalen Brunson left, right? Porzingis left. I mean, it's, it's Luka. And these guys are Burrow, and they got to get the calf right because the early schedule... Tennessee, Arizona coming up, hosting Seattle, very winnable games. Then you get a bye in week seven. After that, it gets difficult. Niners on the road, Buffalo at Baltimore, Pittsburgh at Jacksonville, at Pittsburgh, at Kansas City, Cleveland. So they got to get it right. Joe Burrow, as he often does, gutted it out, didn't play particularly well, wasn't 100%, but they pick up an ugly win, and good quarterbacks do that. Here's Joe Burrow. We uh, feel good. We, we didn't have any, any setbacks today, uh, but still still day-to-day. There is risk to, to go out there and uh, potentially re-injure it, but there's also a risk to go out there and be 0-3. So uh, I, I wanted to be out there for, for my guys, and you know I was confident that I would be able to do what I needed to to, to get the win. All right, let's talk Philadelphia Eagles. There's five teams, maybe Dallas, I'm not sure, but five teams to me already that feel different than everybody else in the NFL, and Philadelphia is one of them. Whereas you could say Kansas City and Buffalo have transformative star quarterbacks, and Miami's got a wizard as a head coach. San Francisco and Philly, they got more good players than you do. Every time I watch the Eagles, except against San Francisco, here's my takeaway. They're just going to push you around. (laughs) They even invented a play to get a yard. They're just going to push you around. They're going to win the tug of war against everybody except maybe San Francisco. And whereas you feel like Brock Purdy's playing well, you feel like, hey, Josh Allen and Mahomes, they got it right. Philadelphia is 3-0, and Jalen Hurts hasn't played particularly well. He made a couple big throws. I mean, Jalen does that. But this, there's a lot of quarterback stories in the NFL and head coach stories. I feel like the Eagles are a GM story, Howie Roseman. I feel like they get more value than anybody. They get it in trades with A.J. Brown with the Titans. Or DeAndre Swift, good player. Detroit tired of him. Fourth rounder, that's it. Jalen Carter was a steal of the draft. Nolan Smith could be. Even Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts, second round. Philadelphia is very comfortable taking risks, pivoting, and rebooting and taking chances. And one of the reasons is nobody in the league has more great fixtures on the offensive and defensive line. They win the tug-of-war every week. 
So that allows them to roll the dice on the perimeter, take a chance with a quarterback, slowly develop somebody. Why? Because Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, uh, Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, you got Hall of Famers, and it feels like they've been there a long, long time, and I thought Kelsey was going to retire, Lane Johnson maybe too, they're both back, Lane Johnson I'm told is going to play for years. So a lot of stories in the NFL tend to revolve around the brilliant coach, Miami, San Francisco, or the amazing quarterback, the Chargers, the Bills in Kansas City. I always feel like with Philadelphia, it's a bit of a GM story. They are loaded. O-line, D-line, they win that every week. So Jalen Hurts doesn't have to play great, and they can be in 3-0. They can lose coordinators and kind of scuff and wobble and not quite get it right and be 3-0. And it's not like they've played an easy schedule. couple of road games. Tampa was hot. Uh, New England's always tough on the road. Miami got a little scare from the Patriots up in Foxborough. But Philadelphia not playing well. couple of roadies, 3-0. You got to feel great. Here's the coach. We're not a final product yet. You know, no, one, no one, let me phrase that. Everybody wants us to be a final product now, but it's a growth. You want to grow every day. And so we're not going to be playing our best football until we get going into the season. We still got things to, to work on. We still got growth to do. Um, if you're truly in the mindset of getting better every day, right, if you're truly in that mindset of getting better every day, which I know, I know that we are it, it, on this team, you're going to continue to rise, and you're not, and you, you're going to keep getting better. Uh, Fifty minutes from now, herd hierarchy. I really think there's a separation between five teams at the top. I'm not sure what to do with Dallas, and then the remaining five teams. Two or three vied, got close. I don't know what to do with the Saints now. Derek Carr's hurt. I have to watch the Packers another week. The Jets officially will no longer be a top 10 team. But I do feel like Philadelphia feels like one of those teams. San Francisco feels like one of those teams. Kansas City's defense, this is the best Mahomes had. Can Cincinnati get back there? I doubt it. I don't think so. The division's really tough. But Philadelphia, every time I watch them, O-line, D-line, they win the tug-of-war. They don't have to play great. Most Super Bowl-winning teams will win a handful of games in the regular season where they don't play particularly well. I'm not sure. I'm not sure the Eagles, they've had a couple of good halves outplayed in Foxborough for three quarters, and they're 3-0. and That's the sign of a good team. Apparently, three quarters of the team was sick, so that's not great. But they're 3-0, and and that's good. I... um. You know how sometimes you and I talk about this, J-Mac? Everybody overreacts to stuff, and I think fans should. Uh, we had the COVID years where fans weren't in the stadium, and it just wasn't cool. I mean, it just didn't feel right. Like, we need the fans. They're very important. So, to me, overreact. Be crazy. Don't get in fights in the stands. Don't get drunk and, and be an idiot. But we want fans to be crazy. But it is interesting. Sometimes the media does a little bit of this, too. We get a little crazy. I'm going to talk about something on the other side, among other things. Remember when the NIL and the transfer portal started? And everybody kind of freaked out, including the media. The conference realignment, it's ruining the sport. Have you looked at the college football ratings this year? They're the highest in forever. And that's with cable TV eroding subscribers is that the NIL and the transfer portal, in my opinion, saved college football. 
that had become regional and insular and southern and felt like Colorado West was dying. So it's interesting. We always look at the fans and think they're crazy. You know what the, the media was? College football's having an unbelievable year. And I think the transfer portal and NIL have saved the sport. College basketball 25 years ago may have been my second favorite sport. It's, la- it's largely now a three-week sport. College football, I stopped talking about it. It was all Southern. Have you looked at the top 12 in college football? It's 11 huge brands in Utah. And Utah, by the way, you know, never has a losing season, always wins bowl games. So it's, we always point to fans and say they're crazy and they're out of control, which they should be. They're fan, fan short for fanatic. Everybody was fearful of the NIL and the transfer portal. I read all these media stories. Can't believe you're doing this. The sport is having its best year in two decades. Do you think some of that has to do with, A, the quarterback play is ridiculous and like very, very talented and deep pool of quarterbacks? Also, I think what it has to do with, the West matters again. Yes. We don't have just the region. Like, Clemson's down. By the Alabama way, does not look Oregon's great. got big money. They have bought players with the NIL. USC's got money. They've bought some players with the NIL, plus Lincoln Riley. The big brands, Texas, has big boy money. They've bought players. Yeah. Penn so, State, keep an eye on Penn State. Listen, it's not just the Deep South no. dominating now. Yeah, no. So it's it's we all, we point a lot of fingers at the fans, but I, I just I woke up this morning. I'll talk about it later. It is remarkable. I just got data this morning on the college football ratings through the roof. Mm. I've never been more interested. It's like look go look at the top twelve today. Eleven. I think Utah's a brand. When you say Utah football, you think defense. I mean, you think NFL guys' defense. That's a brand. Their head coach is excellent. They don't even have their quarterback yet, right? Uh, Cam Rising. Rising's not back. Wait till he comes back. He's a oh, good player. Right. So Denver media is defending Russell Wilson. I'll tell you why. He deserves heat. That's coming up. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... 
actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back. So an NFL executive told Mike Sando, very good reporter at The Athletic, I believe Russell Wilson will have to play phenomenally well to avoid getting benched. Is that a big leap? He is better than he was last year, and that's something. Um, Here's Sean Payton on uh, the film, what it says, and the Miami loss. It it was a, a tough day and probably won't be fun anytime soon until we start winning some games. One of the things that we preach all the time about finding smart, tough players is not just for the three hours on game day. Number one, the attention to detail of what we're doing at, at practice has to improve. This is one of those weeks where, you know, you take a, a butt whooping like that where you find out a lot about everyone. So um, a lot of the Denver media is pushing back at my narrative and others that this is on Russell. It's the defense, they say. Yes, the defense for the Broncos has regressed. But they are fifth, is Denver, in offensive spending. And they hired Sean Payton. And Russell Wilson's the star and the number one cap hit. In fact, three of their top four cap hits on offense. You hire Sean Payton, your franchise will be about offense. There's one way to win now. They're going to scale back on spending on defense. Right now, they have more talent and more money on offense. Kansas City spends a majority of their money on offense. That's who gets the heat. The Rams spend a majority of their money on offense. That, last night, is who gets the heat. Stafford and McVay. Apple has come out with a new iPhone, apparently. All the other products can struggle. If that new phone is great, the stock price is great. That's who's responsible, because that's where they spent their money. The focus going forward is Russell Wilson. He's a monster cap hit. And Sean Payton, he's a brilliant offensive coach. 
And Denver's offense right now is meh. 15th in scoring, 15th in total offense, 24th in third downs, 26th in the red zone. I don't want to hear about the defense. Going forward, I don't want to hear about the defense. That's not what it's about. Russell's your iPhone. That's where you're spending the money. That's who's going to get the heat. And that's the downside to being a star and getting the commercials and being the guy. And he is better than last year. But they've got players. Jerry Judy can play. Mims, the rookie, can play. Cortland Sutton can play. The left tackle's good. Right tackle's capable. One of their guards is good. They have nice running backs. They have a brilliant offensive coach. I'm not anti-Russell. For years, everybody said I was too pro-Russell. But you can defend Russell and say it's the defense. Going forward, it's about the offense. If they were top five in red zone scoring, top six on third down, maybe you'd have an argument somewhat. But this whole thing here, this whole organization going forward is on the quarterback and the coach. And if they lose, Sean Payton's going to get ripped, not a defensive end. If, if Russell Wilson loses, he's going to get ripped, not Patrick Sertan, not a safety. That's the way it goes. Kansas City, Rams, right, Philadelphia. Now Jalen Hurts got it. Justin Herbert, a week ago, this is all I heard. Well, you can blame Brandon Staley, but Justin Herbert's been virtually flawless. But he's going to take the heat if they lose. You know what you said. I was like, the kid's unbelievable. And you're like, well, he, had a, he got the ball late and didn't score. <laughs> the defense is like bottom three in the league. The coach, we think he's over his head. It's just the way it works in the NFL, the quarterback, even when he's great. Andrew Luck for years. You crushed him. Bad old line. GM got fired. So did the coach. 11-5, and 11-5, 11-5. And it always came down. There were radio calls in Indianapolis. There's another interception by Andrew Luck. It's quarterback league. He's going to take the hit, especially once he gets paid. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. I have big Cowboys opinions, Colin. Uh, this team is struggling all of a sudden. They went one for five in the red zone against Arizona. Well, they were missing have... a lot of linemen. Okay, fair, that's fair. They were down three offensive linemen. That's fine. Um, we can argue that. Against Arizona, which is like a JV team in the NFL. Um, at any rate, Dak Prescott believes their red zone failures were key in the loss to Arizona. All right. They fought their ass off. I thought they did a great job. Um, gave me enough time. Um, allowed us to, as I said, move the ball up and down the field. And we didn't convert in the red zone. That's the that's the story of this game, period. But we've got to do better. Um, just as a, as a team, as a unit, myself, got to make some throws. Uh, maybe use my feet more. Um, obviously, that's, a, that's an area that we haven't been good in these last two weeks. We've all got to get back to the to the drawing board. Um, starts with me um, and making some throws and making some plays, as I said, with my feet and um, trying to get it done. Yeah. You want, you want to take this first? Well, uh, I don't want to go one. off too hard. Here's another one. It's not like Dallas's defense in the first half was great. They got shredded. They okay. got torched. Who got heat? McCarthy and Dak. Oh, yeah. So Denver fans... It wasn't like Dallas's world-class defense was amazing against Josh Dobbs and the Cardinals. Over seven yards of play. Over seven yards of play. Who gets the heat? Dak, who accepts it, and Mike McCarthy, who has to deal with it. So that's the reality because right now they're not paying Micah. Trayvon Diggs is gone. It's on the offense. It's on Dak. So uh, I, I see a bunch of people at the other network are, oh, oh, they missed Zeke Elliott, Colin. He was a monster in the red zone. I mean, that is just a clueless take, and I'm sorry. 
Kellen Moore was the offensive coordinator last year. You want to guess where Dallas ranked in the red zone last year scoring touchdowns? Number one. Number one. By the way. They're 27th without Kellen Moore. Okay. Also, it's a great point. Also, what's the Chargers offense look like with Kellen Moore? Decent in the red <laughs> it's zone. Like, it's unbelievable. Like, Justin Herbert no longer throws interceptions. Colin, it's, it, this is not a Zeke problem. It's this is, not. This is a offensive coordinator problem, which is McCarthy. They got inside the 10-yard line four times. Yet We talked about this yesterday. They scored six points. That's unacceptable for the Dallas Cowboys. Well, the Cowboys, Arizona. I mean, our big concern, both your concern and mine, is that Kellen Moore feels more current than Brian Schottenheimer and Mike McCarthy. And so if you go look at Dak's offensive ratings during the Kellen Moore period, they were all top five or six. He leaves, Herbert is on fire, and Dak is now on the road struggling. Yeah. Now, listen, uh, tr some of it is game state. The first two games, they were up big. They weren't really trying in the red zone against, you know, you don't need to punch it in up 30 to nothing against the Giants and the Jets. That being said, Colin, I wonder how much of this is on Dak, not just McCarthy. Our, our research team dug up something here. You know how many touchdown passes Dak has to wide receivers this season? C.D. Lamb, Gallup. Zero. Oh. Like, I mean, again, we're facing Arizona. Jets will give a pass. Giants started a rookie cornerback. Like, Dak can't take advantage of his wide receiver, CeeDee Lamb winning. Like, play calling a Dak. I'm, I'm telling you, this is going to be it. And uh, it was, I thought, didn't everybody know? Like, three years ago, everybody knew Kellen Moore was great. For some reason, there's been this Kellen Moore left, and there was an outrage or concern. We were concerned. But in Dallas... Were they concerned? I mean, this what is happening is what we feared. They got an old school offensive coordinator to replace a new school, and the new school coordinator with a better quarterback is flourishing. So it's so funny. We give Kellen Moore all these props for the regular season last year. Oh, they were amazing in the red zone. Then they lose to the 49ers. Well, Kellen Moore's got to go. The play calling was terrible. One game versus an entire season body of work. Colin, that's not how you do it. Yeah. That's just not good. Uh, moving on to the Chicago Bears, 0-3. Oh, boy. After that loss to the Chiefs, Chicago. Well, they played Denver. Somebody's got to win. <laughs> they do. Have, they've been outscored 106-47. to oh. Fields completing uh, a Zach Wilson-esque 58% of his passes. Four interceptions. He's taken 13 sacks. But guess what? Coach Matt Eberflus believes his quarterback is on the brink of a breakthrough. I think we're real close. I really do. I think I, I know a lot of people say we're a lot. It's a, it's a far way away. I don't believe that. I think we're close, and, and I think that we just—that's more about the details of the individual person. And if we just keep doing that right, uh, right things are going to happen. He's just got to keep doing the things. You know, the, the platform, uh, rhythm, and timing, the things that we've been discussing. I thought we did a good job of moving him out of the pocket yesterday. Had a couple uh, quarterback design runs, a couple run pass options. Um, took those shots down the field. I thought those were really good. We got to capitalize on those. They trailed 31-0, didn't they? I mean, come on. It's bad. That, that being said, I did just bet the over on Broncos Bears. Over 45 and a half. Oh, I, th I think there'll be points. Oh, there, there, there will certainly be points. The Broncos couldn't stop Sam Howell. Remember Sam Howell's second half? Lit him up for Washington, and then the Dolphins, we know what they did. You know, this is only like a field goal game. Chicago's getting, what, three and a half? I think so. I don't know if I can stomach <laughs> well, I the Bears can't, here. I can't bet yeah. it. I'll, but I'll, I'll say this. Fascinated to watch it. Oh, heck Generally, yeah. two 0-3 teams I'm not interested. No, no, no. Totally interested well, in this game. this is also game. one of those, like, you know, Eberflus loses. You start to wonder, all right, is he looking at getting fired? But I looked at the coaching staff. Remember, the defensive coordinator left. 
Luke Getze, nobody trusts. Like, if you you can't fire Eberflus, who do you even promote to run the show for the next three months? I, I don't think you can run him off this early. I mean, I, I don't think know, you Colin, can. This, this, is, this is a bleak situation. And I feel bad for Field. Do you remember how good he was at Ohio State? Yeah. Like, this guy looks like a pro. And, um... Yeah. I don't know. He, he's going to be a backup somewhere. Well, next go year. look at his quarterback class. Zach Wilson didn't make it. Trey Lance has been moved. Fields has struggled. Mac Jones as good, Mac Jones, good. who uh, I think New England's really cooling on fast. But if you go look at that quarterback class, super talented. Now, this quarterback class, I think, is more talented. They have, they have, that class had Trevor Lawrence. This has Caleb Williams. Those are locks to be good. But I think this class is better. But you and I know out of this next quarterback class, two guys will whiff. Because they'll end up yeah. in a bad organization with a defensive coach who can't put their arms around him, and they're just not good enough to overcome it. So that's that's the reality of what this draft yeah. and quarterback position is. All right, let's wrap up with the Rams, who had that tough 1916 Ugly. loss to the Bengals. Uh, I know everybody was excited about the Rams. Oh, they're different than we thought after that Week 1 win and that lucky cover against the Niners. At any rate, L.A.'s offense, 1 for 11 on third down, 1 of 4 in the red zone. McVay spoke about the offensive woes post-game. Here's what he had to say. There was just a lot of self-inflicted wounds. Yes, I did feel like we were in striking distance. I thought the defense kept us in the game the whole night. Um, and I thought it was really unfortunate, especially early on where we had to settle for field goals, where you know we had some of the looks and some of the opportunities to be able to execute, and we just weren't able to get it done. By the way, uh, I thought it was a rare Sean McVay night where – he got out coached. Mm. I didn't whoa, think out coached by uh I didn't Lou think Amaruno. I thought We're it was a bad I thought Sean McVay had a rare bad Sean McVay game. He had one in the Super Bowl. He did not commit to the run game at all. At all. Well, wait a On minute. the road, speed the game up. Burrow's gonna play, get out of Cincinnati with a win. So the defense played great early. They wouldn't commit to the run. When they had deterioration of O line play, they had no screen game whatsoever. They just let Matt Stafford sidearm it and get reckless. Then they go for a field goal with about six minutes left and one timeout. Best case scenario, you make a stop, drive down. You know, you have to score, and then you need an onside kick. Like, I thought, dude, go for it. Like, you're not playing well. It's not like the offense was humming. I th- I did not like their game plan. When you go on the road and your defense is playing well and Joe Burrow's banged up, that's a rare opportunity. So like Jordan Love, Derek Carr got hurt. Rare opportunity. Jordan Love and the Packers take advantage of it. Joe Burrow is not 100%, did not play well for most of the game. Your defense is playing well. Run the ball, couple big plays, get out of there in three hours, sneak out a 17-16 win. All they did, pass, 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 with an O-line that's really shown so far this year, they're a good run-blocking O-line. Well... So it's tough. The, the O-line looked good against teams they were familiar with, Seattle and the 49ers. I mean, they see them twice a year, uh, sometimes three times a year. The familiarity was there. Stafford only sacked once in those two games. He, they know what's coming. They didn't see what was coming with the Bengals. Six sacks. Offensive line just was getting pushed back into Stafford. And they tried the screen game. And I'm not, this is silly. I posted on Instagram that I bet on Kyron Williams over receiving yards. He had like seven targets out of the backfield. And he barely got the receiving By the total because he kept missing the missing well, the ball. I would say Stafford was off. Stafford was Stafford. erratic. I don't think that was Williams. I mean, he's a small back to begin with, talented, he's more good. of a runner than a pass catcher because he's a tiny target. But I thought Stafford was erratic off his game. When you let, you have to. Co- Matt's good, 
But all quarterbacks need coaching. Even even Mahomes will go off the rails with his mechanics every couple years. Even Mahomes. We know that Brian Dable elevated Josh Allen. We know that Lamar Jackson's now a better pocket passer with a new OC. All these guys need coaching. Sometimes, I think they just kind of let, let Matt be Matt. Matt gets reckless. He goes sidearm. He gets cute. He tries to force it in, and he didn't have a good night. He looked good in the two-minute drill late uh, to get that touchdown and get the push at three. Uh, I, I, did that hit for you on the— Yeah, uh, three, one, and, three, one, and one. There you go. Fun. Come on. Way to go, Stafford. <laughs> Quick question, though. Remember, week one, beat Seattle, looked good. Every, oh, Rams. I don't know. This is still a five or six win team, right? No, but the O-line left tackle now is a huge issue. Did you see the guy who went out on the first play? The guy replaces him. I think 72. Instant personal foul penalty grabbing yeah, the face. No, boom. Can't stay healthy. Bro, can't, first play back. Can't stay healthy. Uh, J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. We have so many things to talk about today. Herd hierarchy, top 10 teams in the NFL. I think there's a real dividing line at about five. Top five are special. Next five have issues. We'll do that. Herd hierarchy, top of next hour. And uh, we've said this before. The Raiders are always an inch from chaos. And this morning I see the headlines... They've got chaos in Vegas. That's next. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Paulie Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. Of course, you know us as the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show. Yeah. Now, the suits at Fox Sports Radio gave us this airtime because they wanted us to tell you how great our show is. Why? Yeah, instead of us doing that, let's just let our millions of fans do the talking. Yeah, play the tape. You don't know crap about sports. I mean, why am I even on this crap? Whoa, 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 whoa. That's the wrong tape. Wrong tape. Just forget that. Look, listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. 
It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sunday, it's a huge doubleheader on Fox, starting with the Commanders taking on Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, or other regional action. Then, in America's Game of the Week, the Patriots battle Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. Or Cardinals Diners, all on Fox and the Fox Sports app. Patriots-Cowboys is interesting. Oh, yeah. I think it's really interesting. It is one of my blazing five picks off a very tasty, fresh week. You took the seven, I hope, Colin, with the Patriots. I hope. Nobody is moving me off how I feel about this Do game. Do not lay seven with Nobody that. is moving me off Cowboys, it, baby. Come on. Three, one, and one. You're back. All the haters, all the mongrels online coming after you. No. Okay. So I always say this. The Raiders, in the rearview mirror, a bicycle wreck is always right behind you in the rearview mirror. Always chaos. The bumpy, turbulent flight. It's there. So Raiders quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo had a concussion Sunday night. He'll probably be out for a while. And then Devontae Adams sent a message yesterday in the locker room. I don't got time to wait around, you know, and it's not a personal thing. I mean, it is a personal thing, but it ain't just about me. But, I mean, it's not my mentality to sit here and try to take all season to figure it out. You use these early games like this to establish our identity, and we, uh, we're not doing things the right way to, to establish a winning culture um, early in the season. So we got to do something to, to turn that around. He went from Green Bay, a well-run operation, to the Raiders. He's been outspoken multiple times. So Mark Davis, don't know him, but he moved the team to Las Vegas. And the two big ideas, number one, let's bring John Gruden out of retirement. Been out of coaching forever, and that didn't work. Let's give him all the power. Didn't work. A lot of hope, optimism, didn't work. Number two is let's join the long list of franchises trying to recreate the Patriots dynasty in our hometown. Yet it's not working. A lot of rearview mirror stuff. And by the way, you NFL owners, can you stop trying to recreate the New England thing? Giants did it with Joe Judge. Disaster. Detroit did it with Matt Patricia. Disaster. Houston did it. Disaster. Las Vegas, not working. How about, I don't know, forge your own identity? Kansas City. 
Rams, San Francisco, Philadelphia, Buffalo. They're not copying anybody now. They've forged their own identity. Copying New England is batting about 160. I guess Tennessee sort of works. And Vrabel was just a player, not a coach in New England. What is the Raiders' identity today? Chaos. Copying New England and looking up at the Chiefs. By the way, I understand people wanting to copy success. It happens in every industry. But there's two franchises that decided after leaning into the Patriots to go the opposite way. Let's give credit to the Miami Dolphins who hired Brian Flores. We're going to be, try to get Brady, New England South. And then they not only moved off it, they went in the opposite direction with Mike McDaniel, creativity, spending a fortune on wide receivers. Big swing, big risk. The Miami Dolphins had moved into copying New England. It wasn't until they forged their own identity. We're just going to do anti-New England. Spend a fortune on wide receivers. Go all out offense. Risk-taking, clever, creative, wild. Best team in the league, arguably. Kansas City tried to do a little New England. Romeo Cronell, Scott Pioli. And then they went to Andy Reid and went the opposite. Outside of Chris Jones, they don't spend any money on defense. Big money, O-line, big money quarterback, big money tight end, all offense. So Miami and Kansas City dabbled with trying to copy New England and then went the opposite direction. And you can argue they're the two best offenses and best teams in the league. Here's something I think is really hard to recreate. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Stop trying. Raiders, forge your own identity. There's one Apple, right? There's one Microsoft. A million copiers of Netflix. They're profitable. The other streaming services aren't. I understand it. Like, I understand cultures change. But, like, you look at the teams right now in this league that are special. They all have unique identities. Nobody's copying a dynasty that was forged by two brilliant performers, Belichick and Brady. You don't have either, so stop trying. By the way, per Adam Schefter, I love to hear this. The Jets are signing a quarterback, Trevor Simeon. That is what I like to see. Relying on Zach Wilson, doubling down on Zach Wilson. That is the kind of move organizationally I prefer. So Trevor Simeon, according to Adam Schefter. Now, now, now. Robert Sala once again takes to the podium and defends Zach Wilson. He's our unquestioned quarterback, guys. Like, as long as he continues to to show the way he's his preparation. Uh, the way he's been practicing, and even in these games, guys, like he's not the reason why we lost last uh, yesterday. It's always a team effort. And um, as long as he continues to show improvement, and I know it's not from a box score standpoint, it's not showing anything. It's not showing. Um, he's going to be our quarterback. Hey, all the analytic nerds say 
Winning's not a quarterback stat. Can't blame Zach Wilson. <laughs> um, Joe Namath on the Yes Network. My friend Michael K hosts that show. Uh, Joe Namath, however, <laughs> is blaming the quarterback. No, I didn't take anything positive out of it yesterday. It was awful. Aaron, he got hurt. Okay, well, what do you think you have backups there for? They're ready to go. They're supposed to be ready to go. We're looking at an offense that just doesn't play well. I wouldn't keep him. You know, I've seen enough of Zach Wilson. All right? I've seen enough. I would like to mention this. Jason McIntyre as my witness. Green Bay moved off Aaron Rodgers is feeling pretty good about itself right now. Green Bay's offensive line, head coach, young tight ends and receivers. Jordan Love is confident, competent, low cap hit, healthy, seems to be getting better. I'm not sure. Green Bay moved off Aaron with the youngest roster in the league, and they've handed the controls to a young quarterback if it doesn't work, and you'll probably know about Thanksgiving, there's seven first-round quarterbacks to get. They don't have any other huge needs. They really don't. Rashawn Gary, D-line, Bakhtiari, Jenkins O-line, young receivers, excellent tight ends, keep your eyes out. Aaron Jones, a beast in the running room. Corner, Jair Alexander. Green Bay moved off Aaron Rodgers, and frankly feeling pretty good about themselves. And even if Jordan Love doesn't work, it's not a big cap hit. After this year, one more year left. Great quarterback class. Not desperate. Have the right coach. Division's a little wonky. How is, how is New York feeling? Praying that Aaron Rodgers at 40 soon can recover quickly from an Achilles surgery, which is really tough on an older player. So, shocker, the well-run organization, Green Bay, has smoothly, smartly pivoted, moved on, and even if Jordan Love doesn't work, they're okay. You run it for a year, he's young, moves well, athletic, optimistic, great fourth-quarter comeback, even if he's not great. Go draft somebody in the, go draft somebody and have him sit for three years like Aaron did and Jordan did. They don't have five needs in the draft. By the way, on Zach Wilson, one of the great busts of all time is Jamarcus Russell. Zach Wilson and Jamarcus Russell career numbers. And it's an easier league to throw in now. Rules more in your favor than Jamarcus Russell's career. Look at those numbers. Same dude. Same dude. So uh, Zach didn't work. Aaron's having surgery. Trevor Simeon's now in the room. And they, they have a first-round pick, but they have to take a tackle. There's three to four great tackles. They can't take a quarterback. They've got to take a tackle. What are you going to do? Take a quarterback and threaten Aaron Rodgers? They're already walking on eggshells. So I'll just say, we say it all the time on this show, football teams, they're all businesses. Not a shock that the team that moved off Aaron is actually in a really, really good space. Got their draft picks, low cap hit, young roster, tight end, receivers. Plentiful. New York, not a well-run franchise. The Woody Johnson group, really. Not a shock. These are all, when it gets down to it, businesses. The well-run ones, Green Bay, 
Kansas City, last seven, eight years, Buffalo's gotten their act together. Not a shock. May stumble early, find their footing very quickly. Bills. Jets have a little success early, week one, and here they are again. I know that seems negative. I do not like to be negative, but that's how I feel today. J-Mac's not in the mood. Heard hierarchy top of next hour. You're just not in the mood. I can't even make eye contact with you right now. I'm just so freaking angry. Um, I'll just, let me just say this. I texted Cowherd. I might have called you last night about this Joe Namath stuff. So I joke, I'm not being ageist, but Namath at this point, 80 years old. He's that uncle at Thanksgiving who's making inappropriate jokes and farting and being out of pocket, okay? Okay, all right. The problem is Woody Johnson is 76 years old. He loves Namath. And he loves Joe Namath and listens to him. Salah and Joe Douglas better take note. I'm just saying. You keep saying they're safe, Colin. I'm just telling you unequivocally they're in trouble. Nobody knows. For whatever reason, Woody Johnson wants to listen to Namath. Uh, Nobody knows if Joe Namath passes gas in Thanksgiving. That's just a rumor. Everyone does. Come on. (laughs) I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a A podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at first first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.